Alan Gray, helping you secure your future. 50 years of long-term investing. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. This is Kaya Biz. Kaya Biz. With Gordon at 4P. On Kaya 959. On the street. On the air. Time to talk about a very intriguing concept when it comes to the world of investment. And not only is it intriguing, but it's also important, primarily because inflation and the rate at which inflation does continue to increase plays a critical role on impacting the return, the return, the return, the investments and the growth of your investments. Remember Pac-Man, that old school TV game we used to play? Well, that's essentially what inflation is as an image in terms of eating away at your growth. And as we've witnessed, inflation in developed markets remains at elevated levels interest rates themselves have also become a very pressing issue so the debate remains how do we as investors understand how we need to consider positioning our portfolios to benefit from the current environment to tell us more we join on the line by tim acker portfolio manager at alan gray tim great to have you with us and thank you for your time sir Hi, good evening, Google Good evening, listeners. Fantastic. Great to speak to you, Tim. And I can imagine it's been a very interesting time for yourself, your clients, um, and even professionals like yourself who evaluate the macroeconomic environment that we're in. But maybe let's start there, just by fully comprehending um, the kind of macroeconomic dynamics that we actually are contending with as investors. Yeah, so, so I think the big feature, as you point out, has been inflation for the last year. And, and particularly, we're talking here about developed markets, so, you know, America and Europe and so on, where for a long period, you know, really the last 10 years or so, we had very low inflation. And now suddenly, for, you know, a combination of reasons, we have quite high inflation. And with that has come high interest rates. So people talk about the end of easy money. And it's really sort of a new era that we're going into here for markets and economies. Got you. Let's talk about this easy um, um, money era and why this has led to ongoing turmoil in various markets. Sure. So, so I mean, especially for for Americans, you know, so interest rates were were very low. Um, you know, as a consumer in the U.S., about two years ago, you could get a home loan for two percent at a two percent interest rate, which, <laughs> as an African, you know, that sounds amazing. Exactly. Uh, but, but but that's now changed. You know, now that's up to five or six percent just as a function of higher interest rates. And clearly that has an impact on the economy, right? So people have to pay more on their home loans. Businesses have to pay higher interest rates on their, on their debts. And it has negative impacts for property prices. It has negative impacts for the stock market. A lot of investors are saying, you know, why would I take a risk in the market? I can just put my money in the bank in America, earn 5% in dollars, yeah. you know, it's completely safe. So clearly that has a negative impact for the stock market as well. I get you. And maybe let's unpack that performance on the stock market, right? Because typically this is where we as investors or retail investors would hear it's risk on or risk off environment. Um, um, And much of it is also related to the inflationary cycle that we happen to be in. But help us understand how this uncertainty has uh, affected emerging market stock indices, um, especially that such as the JSE or share index, which we reflect on on a day to day basis. So I think there's two important different things to consider here. On the one hand, our market um, comes under pressure because global investors avoid South Africa. And that's definitely something, you know, for all the reasons we all know, unfortunately, very well, things like load shedding, the tough economy, unemployment, you know, the obvious reasons why global investors have been cautious 
on South Africa. That's on the, you know, the, the first factor. The second factor, which is, which has been impacting us is a broader global phenomenon of investors being cautious because of the global uncertainty, inflation, interest rates, war in Ukraine, all these factors. And because global investors have been cautious, they're sticking to safe things. So they don't want to go into emerging markets, you know, more broadly, not just Africa. So that's not our fault. That's just a global phenomenon that's, that's happening. That's but what it has meant is that prices in South Africa have become quite low. So there could be some be found in the market. Got you. And let's talk about those opportunities in the market, right? Because as there's this adage that uh, never waste a good crisis, and uh, regardless of the circumstances, there's always opportunities to be found. So which stocks and why are some stocks also better positioned maybe to actually benefit from rising interest rates in a high inflationary environment? Yeah, I definitely agree. There there are some opportunities. And when something is unpopular, it does create um, opportunities for, for astute investors, and they could be overlooked gems. But you also have to be careful, right? So we all know, as I mentioned, the risks in the economy, and I wouldn't necessarily just go out and buy any, any stock just because the price is lower than it was in the past. Um, if we look at the South African market broadly, you know, even though the market has performed you know, reasonably well overall, for a lot of the domestic companies, the valuations do seem quite attractive versus history. Mm. So that would suggest that if you were to buy them now, your returns probably would be quite good. But again, I would reiterate, you know, the, the rise could be quite bumpy and, and you probably have to be quite selective because in the tough economy, you know, no matter how cheap a share gets, the company might not make it. So, so you want to pick the ones that are going to be around and that are going to do well. Oh, yeah. And that's very important, right? We've seen it with some of the banking stocks uh, abroad. Um, and that might raise some anxiety for many investors saying, oh, which particular stocks should you trust or, or look at and how to position your portfolio in order to uh, to benefit um, um, from, some, from some of these stocks uh, within the current environment? And, and how would one do that? Especially because, Tim, for most investors, we're looking at long-term growth here uh, and we tend to not fiddle with our portfolios too often. So in that particular case, particular case how should we manage it? Yeah, no, that's that's a very good point. Um, there are some common principles that we, you know, we often talk about things like having a diversified portfolio, which protects you, not trying to trade the market too much in the short term. So those are good kind of timeless principles to, to stick with. When we're thinking about the current environment today, so particularly, you know, this high inflation, rising interest rate environment, there's some interesting things that one can go into so generally, as we've spoken about, rising interest rates are you know, a headwind for the economy and for businesses and for consumers. But then some companies are better placed to deal with this. So I'll give you an example, something like AB InBev, the, you know, the old SA Breweries business. Mm. Uh, that's quite a stable product, right? So even if the price of beer is going up, you know, most people are still going to buy their beer, even if, if the price goes up a little bit with inflation. So that's the kind of business that's quite well placed to deal with inflation. And they can pass on their, their higher input costs. And I'll, I'll give you a second example as well would be the banks. Right? So, so when interest rates go up, it's, it's bad for us as consumers and it's bad for the businesses, but it's actually good for the banks because mm. they, they're earning higher interest rates on, on the loans they've made. So those are actually businesses that might even benefit in this kind of higher interest rate environment. 
100%. This is quite intriguing because obviously opportunities exist domestically, but also offshore. And um, it would be remiss of us as investors not to pursue opportunities um, outside of our borders. Uh, help us understand how we should um, analyze our risk currently and, of course, opportunities that might exist um, for offshore invest offshore allocation. Yeah, it's definitely important to consider both domestic and offshore investments. We don't want to artificially limit ourselves to just companies operating in South Africa. But then the one point I always remind people about is that when you think of the JSE or, you know, the Austria index, the local South African markets, you know, sometimes in our head, we think of those as just companies operating in South Africa. And, and actually, that's not the case. You know, more, more than half of the JSE is actually made up of effectively offshore companies. So when you think of things like Nasdaq, Richmond, the luxury goods company, or British American Tobacco, you know, these are big shares on the JSE, on the local market, but they actually don't operate in this mm-hmm. So even if you're investing your money on the JSE, you are already getting a decent chunk of exposure that's not really correlated to the South African economy. And then, of course, you know, for every person, it's a bit different. And some people might want to have a bit more offshore exposure or a bit less. Uh, but definitely take into account that, you know, some of your money investment in the JSE is already effectively um, invested sort of in companies outside the country. 100%. And I'm assuming before anyone looks at these opportunities, one obviously has to have some kind of strategy um, or plan that they're looking to cover, right? And not just to invest blindly, um, given some of the pressure and the fear within the local environment. Definitely. That's, that's always the mantra that, that uh, advisors would say is you need to have a plan and you need to stick with it. And, and both those things are important, right? So you want an idea that you, you want to have a certain percentage of your investments offshore, then it's good to stick with that. And you don't want to tomorrow when you open the newspaper and there's a negative headline, you don't want to panic and say, you know, I want to get out, you know, take all my money offshore. Because typically, if you have those short-term knee-jerk type reactions, you're going to react at the worst possible time. So it's good to have a long-term plan. You know, maybe your plan is have half of your money in SA or half offshore, just to use an example. And then you want to stick to that plan and not chop and change every day. Sure, some key lessons that we're learning and, of course, definitely need to implement. Tim, I can imagine your job continues to be fun as a portfolio manager. Thank you so much for your time, sir. You missed it live. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.